everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett and I got Kyle with me today. And we are excited to be talking about this past sermon because Pastor Barry said that our church passed the test. Woohoo! So uh, he <laughs> said we can expect a lot of the Lord pouring out more of his spirit because we have been going through a, a time of testing as a church and we've overcome. So we can be excited about the things that the Lord has for us in the future. So hopefully that's a good thing. Um, so we wanted to get started off by talking a little bit about some of the things that Pastor Barry talked about in his past sermon. And he got things kicked off by talking about a video game. So I know my son was super excited when he saw the first slide <laughs> was about Super Mario Brothers. So I wanted to first start off asking you guys, what was your favorite video game growing up? Um, favorite video game? Maybe, uh, actually, I mean, I, I loved playing all the sports games growing up, whether it was NBA Live or MLB The Show and all of those games. So sports games are always my favorite, but I always also liked playing like Halo and the group games too. So yeah, I, I would, I don't, I guess I would just say um, an NBA game. So you like kind of like the competition type games, not yeah. not necessarily like the competing with yourself. You like competing with like other players or other people or the computer. Yeah, I, I did play Pokemon growing up. So that was probably like for Game Boy. That was the game. So I grew up just a little before Brett. So, <laughs> so had, Pong, I had, right? I had the, <laughs> I remember having, we had uh, an Atari, I think when I was real little. Um, but I got the original Nintendo, so Super oh, Mario nice. Bros. Uh, I had the Legend of Zelda. I liked that one, just trying to get through the different levels mm. and trying to mm. figure that out. That was good. Um, I, I, one of my favorites, though, is probably Tetris. Ooh, I like, Tetris I is like fun. Tetris. Classic. Actually, me, so me and Damon played one time here at the FC. Yeah, and I got worked. Well, I, I was, blame the controller. Yeah, <laughs> your controller was sticking. <laughs> but it was funny because we were playing you know, on a split screen, I got head to head and you know, you get the same exact pieces and we looked over at each other's screen and we both had put the exact same pieces <laughs> in the exact same place. And it was like, Oh my gosh, we're like totally thinking the same <laughs> strategy. So that was kind of funny. Yeah. I used to play a lot of Tetris growing up too, but the controller on the game boy was much better than the controllers <laughs> that we were using. Yeah. Those cheap knockoff ones. <laughs> uh, How about you? What, what was your, what was your favorite game growing up? My favorite game growing up was super Mario brothers three because mm. I like those types of games where, as you're the main character, you wander around and you collect new items. So I like games like Super Mario Brothers 3, where you got like the the raccoon tail or the fire flower or the frog suit or the tanuki suit. Or <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that one, and I really like the Hammer Brothers suit, but that one was really hard to get. Um, and then I like like games like Mega Man, where you can collect all the different weapons and you look cool. So I like those types of games. Or the I like the plane ga- the the airplane games where you can like collect all the new weapons and you have start off with the, this mini airplane and then you end up with this huge airplane with like big old guns and bombs and everything. Mm. Yeah, I like those kind of games. Those are fun. So yeah, like I said, my son got really excited when he saw the video games, and I think one of the things that kind of correlates to what Pastor Barry was talking about is a conversation that I have with him all the time about some of his video games. So he really likes playing video games like most young boys. 
And one of the things that he likes to do is try to finish the game as fast as possible. But what happens a lot of times is he kind of runs into this problem because he's trying to beat the game as quickly as possible. And then he ends up getting to different bosses and his character is so low level because he's trying to rush through the game that he gets like annihilated by the boss. Mm -hmm. And I thought that really related to what Pastor Barry was talking about this past Sunday in, in terms of God allowing us to go through certain tests so that we can level up and so that we can be ready for the next things that he has for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, I mean, it reminds me of some of the verses talking about perseverance, perseverance and produces endurance, produces character and things like that. Yeah. We need those kind of things to be enhanced. Um, for leveling up for good things, because when we level up, like when the Lord levels us up, it also puts us on a higher hit list, so to speak, where the enemy's like, "Oh, they're they're actually coming against me more," so I'm gonna I'm mm. gonna level up and try to come against them more. So, yeah, I think we definitely need to have uh, that perspective of of getting our character, our our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions like to a higher level, so that we can step into what God wants uh, wants for us. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree, and it, I think it echoes the the point too of <clears throat> the way that God works. It's not always about the end goal or trying to just finish the game, but the journey and the relationship and the process that He has us go through to get to that point. Because in the end, we know who won already, right? And so, if we're kind of using that analogy, if we're trying to just get through life to hurry up and get to a certain point. We know how the story ends, so to say, but are we doing the things that God wants us to? Are we leveling up? Are we doing the best that we can in the in-between? Yeah, and are, are we growing in our character too, right? Or are mm-hmm. we just staying the same throughout the whole time just because we're just trying to rush through everything? Yeah. It can be tough though because that end goal or finishing the game in that analogy is the you feel like that's the point of it playing it, but there are required things that you need to do and things that are going to be helpful for you in order to get that accomplished. Yeah. I think the way that our society is set up nowadays, it it's always like we're in a rush to do something. We're in a rush to get from point A to point B. We're in a rush to accomplish this goal and that goal. And I think one of the things that we can learn from this past sermon or just some of the things that we're talking about is maybe sometimes we need to slow down and recognize what God is doing in us and not just what he's trying or what we think he wants us to do, but what he's doing in us at Mm -hmm. the same time. That was a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't feel like I need to add to anything to that. Uh, Me either. (laughs) Okay, well, since we're talking about testing and and the ways that uh, we might have been tested in in our faith, can you guys think of any examples in your life where you feel like God has allowed you to be tested and how that has affected your faith or or your growth? Um, Maybe maybe even before we share those personal examples, I'll just, I'll list off some types of testing that God kind of highlights in the Bible that Mm. might get people thinking about different, testing can look different and you might not think of certain ones, so... Um, there could be tests of patience, tests of your faith, like that one, like, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to have their faith tested even up to almost death. Um, test of love, test of endurance. Like Paul was near death a number of times. He was shipwrecked, I think 
I think multiple times he was whipped five times, like all these different things. Uh, there's a test of humility, test of sacrifice. Uh, I think of Isaac on the altar, test of obedience. So there's different types of testing, a lot of the different areas maybe of our character that can be tested. So Brett, is there one of those maybe or something else that, that stands out to you? I mean... Because you're all about character development, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, well, maybe yeah. he's not, but his mom is. <laughs> maybe I'm not, but God was like, you're going to be. Because <laughs> I'm going to test you. Nice. Um, no, I, 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 I think I used to only view testing in the form of adversity. And so, not in certain ways. Not that I would seek it out, but I feel like it would. I would always find myself in that place. Um, and so that's where a lot of changing my mindset towards it, you know, that's why my mom would always tell me, you're just building character. Cause it's like trying to make me see it as anything that I want to build, but me being the smart aleck that I am is like, I don't want the character, <laughs> but I, I think as I've gotten older, I, I do think there's a lot of test. Obviously there's a lot of testing in adversity. But I think more of recent, I've experienced testing in ways where maybe there are points of adversity, but it's not necessarily like going through something painful or hurtful. But I think the testing of faith was something that I, I've, I feel like I've actually leveled up in, mm. um, in the past, I would say five years. Um, I think we all had to deal with certain things during the pandemic, but for me, in the season that I was in and getting married and with work and, and preparing to kind of, you know, live on, on my own and not under the roof of my parents, there was a lot of things that wasn't going my way. And it made me ask God like, okay, well, what I know that, you know, you have a plan. So can you let me know what this plan is? Because right now <laughs> it seems like I'm, you know, I could be running around with my head chopped off like a chicken, right? But I, I felt like I was being tested in faith and I needed to just believe. I needed to know that God's goodness and what he has like is coming, but I just needed to believe in it and continue to seek him and it would play out. And it wasn't hard. And through different times, I felt very strong and like, oh, I'm passing the test. And other times I felt like, I don't know if I could do this. Um, so that one was recent. And then I think the season I'm in now, and I've talked about it with my wife, is the test of obedience. It's been popping up so much, even in our own just conversations, things we're seeing. And um, it's really this wrestling with God and 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 us wanting to let go and lay a lot of things down at God's feet and say, okay, you know our heart and you know our desire, but we want to do what you want us to do or we want to go where you want us to go. And so, like I said, it, this one necessarily hasn't been painful or hurtful, maybe yet, or hopefully, <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah. but there's just this wrestling inside that's like obedience is just this theme that's, for both of us has been um, very prevalent. And so in certain actions, it's, it's me trying to be cognizant of, okay, God, is this what you want me to do? Is this what you want me to say? Should I talk to this person? Should I meet up with this person? And so in all those decisions, it's, it's testing that in me is, can I hear what, where God's moving, what he wants me to do? And then am I willing to do it? 
And so that's, uh, I think, currently the thing that, that is um, relevant to me and I feel like I'm actively going through. It's interesting. While, while you were talking, um, this question popped in my head. It might be some of, some of our listeners might be having the same thought. Like, doesn't that seem mean that God tests us? Because mm. sometimes we think of, I think because oftentimes we think of the testing as it's it's bad stuff. Yeah. Like you were just sharing too. Like sometimes it's not bad. It's just. It's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. challenging, but it's not like it's like life-threatening or super bad. But because mm-hmm. I think some some of the circumstances when God tests, it can be really painful. I mean, it's like putting Isaac on the altar. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't an easy test. That, that was potential death of your, mm-hmm. you know, chosen, the chosen son um, type of atmosphere. But I don't think that God's always like that. But it's, I don't know, I just wonder if people wrestle with that. Um, so I was just going to throw that question out. As you're asking that question, it reminded me of my favorite TV show growing up. So I guess we're talking about all this stuff that is our favorites growing up. But mm-hmm. uh, my, my favorite TV show growing up was Boy Meets World. So I really, really enjoyed that show. And so one of the things, on one episode, the main characters were uh, told that they didn't have to take any more tests. And so then the principal comes in and says, no, you guys have to take tests because the teacher said they didn't have to. So they started to kind of riot and started to, they, I think they tried to go on strike and things like that. And um, eventually the main character, Corey, he talked to Mr. Feeney and he, Mr. Feeney said, do you, do you know why we do testing? And he, he's like, no, just, are just because you're mean and you want to, you want to make us stressed out. And, and he said, no, it's because we want to show you like how much, you know, and we want to take the little mm-hmm. bit of time that we've, we have with you and make it so that it's implanted in your brain so that you can remember it for forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think sometimes when we are tested, we need to take a step back and, and recognize the times that, you know, maybe God is trying to, to teach us something about ourselves. Like, look at where you are. Look at how much faith you have. Like, mm. like for Abraham after that, it's like, wow, look at how much faith I had. I had so much faith that I was willing to sacrifice my son because I, I love the Lord, right? And and it's an opportunity for us to kind of assess. It's an assessment of where we are. And so coming out of that, it's like, wow, I I thought I had maybe a little bit of faith, but I recognize I, my faith is actually a lot stronger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And it also brought up uh, a memory of a time when I, I felt tested and it was by my dad. And, um, when I was growing up too, I, uh, was in boy Scouts and my dad was one of the scout leaders. And so a lot of the other kids whose parents were scout leaders, they were like blazing through all their ranks, right? They'd level up, their rank really quickly and they get all these merit badges because their dads would like sign them off. And so, you know, thinking that it was my turn, I, I went up to my dad one day and, you know, I was learning my knots and I said, Hey dad, like, can you sign off my knots? Like I, I need to get this requirement signed off by someone. And he was like, well, when was the last time that you, you looked at it in the book? And I was like, uh, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not going to sign it. And I was like, come on, dad, like all the other dads are signing it, mm-hmm. signing it off. And how come you're not going to sign it off for me? And he's like, because I want to make sure that when I sign it off, that you know it. Mm. And if I sign it off and you looked at it earlier today or 20 minutes ago, then I don't really know if you know it. I, I want to make sure that you're, you know 
what I'm signing off. And he's like, so come back to me tomorrow. If you don't look at it from today, the rest of the day, you don't look at it in the morning, come back to me tomorrow afternoon. And if you still can tie your knots, then I'll sign it off. And so I, I did that, and I can still tie all those knots 30 <laughs> years later. <laughs> but, I, yeah, it was it was really a perspective shift for me because, you know, I, w- I was hoping that I could be like one of those other kids that was just able to rank up really quickly. But I think even though I didn't rank up quickly, my experience was a lot better because of things like, like that where my dad was trying to get me to learn something and not just get the rank. Yeah, I think it's it's a good perspective to have too to look at testing as not a bad thing. Mm. I mean, it's not always enjoyable, but it has a purpose. And then when we can look back and have perspective to see like, oh, look what I went through. Look at where I am now compared to how I would have handled that you know, two levels ago. Mm-hmm. And then that can build confidence and that can actually release testimony and release other things to to build other people up as well. Yeah, it, it makes me think about, I think an uh, analogy that I've heard before in Pesapir used though is like, like diamonds get created under pressure, right? And sometimes these tests cause these other emotions or things to come in and it's easy to practice things when it's already set up for you, everything's all lined up and all the circumstances are easy, but oftentimes the testing is when things are uncomfortable or maybe not convenient or bothersome or busy. And so there's all these extra factors that are into play. And so sometimes simply the testing is just like, yeah, do you actually know it when the conditions aren't perfect? Right? Because I think oftentimes the things that we're tested in, we need those things when the times aren't going our way or when we feel like, like, can we rely on our faith when circumstances around us don't look good? Can we be obedient even when you're being told all these different things, right? If, you, if you're if you not tested in a way that, yeah, like shows that you know it, then when those times come, you're not going to be able to respond or 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 walk in the ways that God wants you to. And so it is an opportunity for us to grow and and gain new skills and and level up and things of that nature and it can be hard to to look at it that way but when you do i hope it gives you a little more uh, motivation to to push through it i have a question for you guys do you do you think you are able to see testing that maybe in the past like when you were less mature that you were younger that you wouldn't have recognized as testing, maybe even refining, whereas before you might have brushed it off or just thought it was circumstances, and and now you're able to see, oh, that's actually some kind of like refinement, testing, building of my character. Or do you think that's, um, you think that's harder now or easier now for you guys? Do you want to answer first, Damon? I, I'm 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 trying to think about it because I think. You know, so that situation with my dad came pretty early in, in my life. And so I, I really feel like that kind of set a foundation for how I would approach things later, too. Because he made me change my perspective, or at least take a step back and rethink my perspective. So I think there were a lot of times when I was going through some type of testing that I was trying to see, like, 
okay, this is hard. What is God doing in this? Or, or why is God allowing me to go through this season? Or why is this so difficult right now? Or what is God trying to grow in me? What is God trying to maybe open, open my eyes to that I wasn't seeing before? And I think it's because of things like, like my dad trying to reshape my paradigm from a young age so that I would look at things differently later on. So I, I, I really feel like that's helped me to approach different seasons in my life because I've had to take that step back and look and see, like, okay, what is the Lord doing? Oh, maybe he's growing this in me. Oh, I recognize that I'm deficient in this area, and maybe he's trying to strengthen that for me. And that's actually helped me to approach it in a, a little bit more positive sense, you know, not to say that I always approach it correctly or mm-hmm. health, healthy, but it has made it easier than it could have been if I would have not allowed myself to, to think like that. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you're saying that you have to recognize it, but then you still have a choice too. So there's like a, the first part is just recognizing that something's going on, and like even highlighting like a deficiency, but then you still have a choice at that time. Okay, do I want to deal with it? Do I not? Do I want to stuff it or, sh- or shove it under the carpet? But at least you, the, the awareness part is kind of like the first first step. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's a big part of it is just being aware of what's going on. I think sometimes we're in such a rush in our life that mm. we we aren't always aware of what is going on or trying to be aware of what else the Lord might be doing because we're just trying to accomplish what I want to accomplish or this is what I want to do or this is what I... Get know. through the video game, right? <laughs> yeah, and then, then we miss out, you know, kind of like Brett was talking earlier about the journey, right, and, and the process of everything. And, you know, I, I, f- I feel like that has helped me in, in my journey just to be able to enjoy the different aspects of it or to um, even approach the different aspects of it and not just only saying I either pass or fail at the end if I, if I accomplished it or not. Mm. Yeah, for me, I, I I feel like I was tested a lot when I was pretty young and I didn't understand it. And so it, I think I grew even like a bitter and frustrated, upset mindset towards God because the things that I was learning and I knew felt like they were not aligned with what was happening in my life. And so now I, I, I think... I have a better understanding. And while I don't think I fully understand all of the testing that God allowed or that I went through, I don't know all of the answers or the whys or the, the reason behind it. But I think in the past couple years, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it and it's assured the belief and affirmed the belief in me that like God does work things for our good, for those who love him. And, um, you know, part of it, I think even could just be like, I can be pretty stubborn and crafty. And so I don't know if some of those testings was also to like break certain things in me, right. To get my attention to understand, like, I mean, this is kind of weird for me to think about, but the only example I could think of is like a wild horse, right. And they need to be tamed and sometimes they need to be like broken in. So they need to get like broken almost so that they're like that, okay that wild stallion yeah <laughs> wild stallion you gotta you know stop bucking around and, <laughs> and Brittany, get in you line. got a wild stallion right <laughs> that's why i felt like okay this is a weird analogy but whatever it's the only thing i could think <laughs> of <Going> teds right 
So then it's like, but in order to like, yeah, be tamed and, and still utilize the gifts that in this case the horse has, but in a more focused and directed way. And so I don't know if that's fully what was going on. And I think God is, is, is continuing to reveal more of the purpose of certain things. And I'm even seeing some of the fruits now that, you know, I didn't know two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, but just, you know, recent, recently in certain ways that I've been able to, um, be a friend to others, be a, be a husband, the ways that I need to learn to receive. Those are all things that I feel are the, I don't want to say the result, but more revelations from the testing that I, that I went through earlier. It's funny because we didn't prep much before this episode. We thought, oh, let's just go with it and see where it leads. But I'm getting, I'm getting all these questions like, and I, I don't want to just pepper you guys, but there's this other one is like, I'm thinking the listeners are like, well, I mean, is everything bad in my life God testing me? Or is mm. is this, why does God test me so much? And is all of that from him? And I think like what you just said, that one verse from, I think it's Romans 8, that God works the, all the good. God works everything for good and those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So mm-hmm. I think there's are certain times and I'll, I'll start off with my answer. And then you guys can share, give you some time to, to prep. <laughs> it's okay, it makes it easy, Kyle, when you ask questions <laughs> and we don't have to think of extra stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know that so I think there are times when God tests us. And so like when pastor Barry was saying that the Lord told him that we had passed a test as a church recently, and some people might still be in in the midst of it, but as a, as a whole, as a church, we've kind of moved past certain things. Um, I feel like, yeah, there are times where that's from the Lord, but there's other times where it's just the enemy pestering us and mm-hmm. trying to attack us, but yet God can use that still to level us up. So it's not necessarily that those are, everything bad is a test from God, but I think he does test us in times, but everything can be used for our good, which really is about building up our character, building us up for whatever's to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you guys? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's people on here listening like, that sounds like a mean God, like if he's always testing and all this bad stuff. Yeah, I I really liked, I had the conversation with a, a couple of people on staff and the pic, the image that they gave, I feel like was really good. And kind of the explanation is, is sometimes we think like, why is God allowing this? Or, you know, the bad things that happen are not from God, but he he could intervene and stop it. But certain things he allows it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're like, well, that's still messed up. Mm-hmm. But one of the questions was, well, just imagine if you didn't have God's covering at all. Mm-hmm. Right? You think of somebody like Job. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to pull my hand off and yeah. then look what happens. Right? And so there is this balance of like, okay, yeah, I'm going through a lot. But also like, we don't even know what we could be going through if God didn't have his covering over us. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing was, the image that they shared was like, sometimes people feel like, oh, we're not in God's covering if we're getting tested because that means he's not present. Okay, it may feel like that sometimes, but the, the picture was like, okay, say God has his hand over us, right? And if it's always right on top of us, there's no room for us to grow or to level up or raise up. Sometimes God lifts his hand a little higher and it's still there, mm-hmm. but now there's this extra space. And in that space is where, you know, hardship happens. You start questioning. You're like, oh my gosh, where's God? I don't see him anymore. But as we get through it and we you, we level up or we almost like 
grow like one of those chia pets or those things and we <laughs> and we we get bigger all of a sudden we're at his hand again and we're like oh wait he is there he is covering and so for me that was like such a great picture for me to have for myself to, to trust and say okay no i i need to know that god's hand is still there he he hasn't forsaken me but there might be a little more room where he's asking me to to step up or to grow and i think in the past i would have taken it as he's forsaken me or like guilty he, i must have done something bad or yeah. karma or whatever right that Pun- you, or punishment, punishment or yeah. like yeah but i i think that image really like just resonated with me and was like okay no it's it's a good thing because he's there he wants you to to meet him too where he's at and and he's gonna provide goodness with it that comes <laughs> All right, you had ample time for this awesome response, Damon. I know I'm. I'm trying to discern <laughs> if I'm if I if I'm supposed to share this story or not. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, um, okay, so I guess I'll share it. Um, so la- in our last episode, I kind of shared about um, running to Dylan's school, right? So mm. um, when you were waving your arm around like a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So I, I think part of this was a test of obedience, right? So, just. I felt like I was supposed to go. And then originally I thought I was going to be done on Thursday. Um, but then when I sat, went out for my run on Saturday, I felt like the Lord told me like, okay, today and tomorrow too. Okay. So I went so out. So that's like a, a total of like one week. One. Yeah. yeah. One week. Yeah. Uh, minus one rest day. Cause I, I don't yeah. run on Friday. Yeah. Um, okay. So over the course of a week, uh, it would have been th- Sunday would have been day seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Ran there on Saturday and prayed for the school. Sunday, I ran over there again. And I was supposed to go 17 miles on Sunday. So uh, I was like, okay, there's more space. I might, if if I feel like the Lord wants me to like run around the school multiple times, I, I'm open to it. I don't, you know, it's not a shorter run for me today anyway. So whatever, whatever, whatever God today. So as I'm running there, I felt like the Lord impressed on me three times. Run around the school three times. And, okay, so I run around the school the first time, and then I run around the school the second time. And as I'm running around the school the second time, I felt like the Lord impressed on me like Jericho, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the day seven of going around, going to the school, you know, kind of like when the Israelites walked around Jericho. And then on the, the seventh day, they had to walk around seven times, right? And then on the last time, they were going to shout, and then that's when the walls fell down. Mm-hmm. So then I felt like the, the Lord impress on me that and then i thought oh i'm supposed to shout at the end <laughs> and i was like oh man it's a, like, it, it's the middle of the day no big deal right no it was not in the middle of the day it was at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning right it's like oh. I get, i'm gonna be like screaming and like you know waving a lightsaber life sa- <laughs> and screaming at five in the morning. i know I'm, I'm i already look like a crazy guy running around the school <laughs> okay so so i i felt like the lord said okay you're going to scream. And I was like, oh, man, I, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> but all right, I, I feel like that's what he wants me to do. So, okay, so I'm coming around the second time. And I right as I finish the second, like. Wait, wait, but so had you already come to, like, the decision, like, I'm going to do this? Or it was still kind of like, I don't I don't really want to, but I might. Or, like, where, where were you at? I, I'm pretty sure I felt like I was going to do it. 
reluctantly. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I really don't want to do it, yeah. but I'm going to... Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I do feel... Okay, I do feel like the Lord told me three. I do feel like he impressed on me the screaming thing. I was like, all right, I'll... <laughs> Okay. I mean, okay. What, what, what are you gonna do? Like a Braveheart scream, or just kind of like a little? Uh, I I don't know. I, okay. I'm just. I think I'm just trying to get our, our listeners yeah. into the right no, frame I of think, mind. I I think <laughs> in the moment I was like, all right. I I hope I have the amount the amount of faith where I could be like okay. like Braveheart, like. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, but what if I? Uh, it was like. So it was kind of like one of those tests of like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know where I'm at right now. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know where my faith is at right now, but I want to have that kind of faith, but I just don't know. Yeah, you want to be obedient, but it's a tough, yeah. it's a tough one. So I was like, I hope that I would have the level of faith that I could just, you know, scream it. <laughs> and then Kyle would wake up and <laughs> I heard someone screaming at like five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 10 miles away. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so anyway, so I'm almost done with the, the last lap, and the, the laps end on a corner, right? And so I'm running, and it, again, it's dark. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning, and as I finish the, the, that second lap, I step off a curb, which I didn't even know was there, and I twist my ankle, and I fall, and I, like, like, fall, like fall over, and I and I. I scream because it's like I fall and I scrape my knee and my I twist my ankle. So I was like, so it wasn't like a Victoria scream. It was like a ah. <laughs> and then okay, so so I sprained my ankle right, and my ankle is not feeling great. And now it's like, oh man, I I felt like the Lord really impressed on me. Three, like I need to do three, but I don't like. I I twisted my ankle. It doesn't feel great. Maybe. I mean, in I played a lot of basketball, so I sprained my ankle quite a bit in basketball. So, you know, I know don't if I if I want to do something, I need to kind of keep it loose and keep going. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna walk around for a minute, and then I'm just gonna keep going because I feel like the Lord said three. So then I I run again, and it's a lot slower, but I I still go because I I was like I'm not gonna let the enemy slow me down. I feel like the enemy is trying to like get me by forcing me to like trip on this thing. And he doesn't want me to finish my three. Cause I felt like the Lord wanted me to do three. So I keep going. And then about halfway through, I was like, I can't run anymore. I need, I need to walk. And then, so that, you know, half of my lap is in the neighborhood and half of my lap is like right in front of the school. So that's, I'm like in the neighborhood now. It's like, okay, I have to walk. And then I come back around and I finish my lap in the front of the school and then as I was praying at, during that portion, I felt like the tone of my prayers changed. Like the Lord shifted my heart. And it was very different. Because I feel like the beginning parts were kind of like a warfare type prayers. And then this one was more like a soft, like like a, just a, the tone was very different. So I finished. And then I kind of, after I was done with the third lap, I kind of prayed for the school. And then just kind of like a closing and I was like, okay, I guess I got to walk home like two and a half miles home because it's five o'clock. I don't have a phone because I don't run with my phone or anything. So I was like, not, I'm not going to go knock on someone's door at five o'clock in the morning and say, and scream at him. <laughs> <laughs> try to, try to, uh, you know, call my wife or anything. So I don't think she wants me waking her up at five o'clock in the morning either. So, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to walk home. So then as I'm walking home, I felt like um, the Lord started to, to, to speak to me 
And then the first thing that he, I feel like he said was, you know, do you know why you fell? And I was like, yeah, because the enemy wanted to stop me and I was going to push through. And he said, well, I allowed that to happen because I knew how much you didn't really want to scream. <laughs> and so you, and so I want you to look at it as part of my grace for you, that you, you had a reason to scream and you were still able to do it. And that's why after on that third lap, the, the tone of your prayers changed because at the end of the time where you were doing the warfare, that's when you were supposed to do your scream. So it's really was supposed to be after the second lap. Cause that was when it was done. And then the third lap, you were just inviting my spirit to come and be a part of that school for the, the school year. And that's, that's what your prayer was. And so I was like, Oh, I thought it was just like the enemy trying to stop me. And I was trying to push through, but then it, it really felt like, wow, like God, you saw, you saw me and you saw my heart and you saw where I wanted to be and where I wanted my faith to be. And kind of, you met me in that place and you accomplished it for me. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, God didn't just leave me on my own to exercise my faith, but he walked with me in that too. So I thought that was kind of, it was kind of cool that he revealed that to me after that. It's, it's really cool because it seems like he, he wanted to partner with you and he needed you to fulfill that part of it because of what he you know was trying to do at that school through you. And so he he knew that it was that important that he didn't want you to <laughs> chicken out or, or yeah. do it half-heartedly. That yeah. that that was an important thing, like in the in the spiritual realm, so to speak, to like break something. And so he he wanted to make sure you fulfilled it. Yeah. You don't want to scream. I'm gonna make you. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a reason to scream. Yeah. But yeah, but so then after that, it, you know, it was it was really. I, I could have been really upset because it was like, oh, I was supposed to run 17. I only ended up doing like six and then I had to walk two and a half and and my ankles messed up. So I probably won't be able to run tomorrow and, and all of these different things. But really that whole walk home, I just felt like, wow, God, like you saw me and you saw where I was at and, and I feel cared for. Mm -hmm. And so that really shifted the whole um, rest of that that morning for me because it could have looked a, a lot different. You know, and so it's like, wow, I, I really felt like, um, yeah, just I was able to experience his heart for me mm -hmm. during that seat, during that time mm -hmm. in a different way than it, than just like, why did you let me fall? You know, like I'm supposed to be semi training for this marathon or whatever. And how come I had to get hurt or how come, you know, just all these other things that could have. But yeah, it was just it was just a, an experience of like, wow, God, you you showed your heart for me. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a cool example too of like the Lord was testing you in obedience even that whole week because it kind of shifted like it came out of nowhere and then it was like oh just I feel like I'm supposed to just do this amount oh no now it expanded now oh now it's even more but he gave you different things so like okay I, are you going to be obedient in something that's easier okay how about in this and how about in this but yet it was still in a in a small window because sometimes mm -hmm. the testing can be over months or even mm -hmm. years like it's just a long, a long process, but sometimes those things can be short and condensed and it's like, okay, that's for right now. And it could be tied in with more things about obedience for you in the future. Or it could be like, that was just a, one thing about obedience and now it's going to be something else that he wants you to, yeah, to grow in. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's cool how you are able to 
shift your perspective even in the midst of it because I think so often I find myself trying to be obedient and then when things don't work out even the way I think it's going to play out, it, it, it also then tests like, okay, well then are you really being obedient? Because the obedience is not in... Like if he says turn left, but you're like, but you told me I was supposed to go straight. But then if he's saying, okay, well, I want you to turn left now, right? You can battle that. Well, is that really what I'm supposed to do? Is that how it's supposed to happen? And so like you spraining your ankle or falling, like this is not supposed to happen. I thought I was being obedient to you, like, right? But in that you're able to shift your perspective and mindset and see and God meeting you where you're at that like, no, it was actually more than you expected and what you wanted and and for me, that that's a huge takeaway because sometimes, yeah, I feel like, no, you told me to go straight, so I'm going to go straight. And you take a left, and I'm like, I don't know, you told me to go straight. And it's it's hard to, to shift from there. And so yeah. within that, it's almost like there's a level of obedience within the obedience. Yeah, and I think really that's what the Lord is trying to get from us is he wants to walk with us the whole time and mm-hmm. not just be like, all right, go from point A to point B. And it's like, Hey, I want to, I want to travel with you this whole time. So Mm -hmm. it might, we might end up at point B, but I want us to walk together through that whole thing and not just Mm -hmm. race to point B. Mm -hmm. I I think the last thing that, that I, I, that comes to mind, something that I had conversation with my wife is sometimes these testing points, we look at it like, yeah, I mean, just in a negative perspective. And and one thing I had to encourage her with is, to me, in certain scenarios, I felt like the reason why you're going through this test is also because, like, God trusts you or he recognizes what he has for you. And so he wants you to step up to a new level because he knows your heart. He knows how he's gifted you, how he's wired you. And so it's... Maybe not so much a privilege, but if you know that in the testing, God's going to bless you or do something in you, grow you, it's understanding that there's a bigger purpose than just having to get through it. And so did it it make it easier or did it lighten the burden or did it change the testing? No, but it was more, again, that shift of perspective of like, okay, God, trust me with this decision or God wants me to to make a choice and and I'm going to see what he has on the other end of it. And so he's going to meet you there in it, walk with you in it, and he trusts you that the ways that he has created you, like you, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And with that, I think it, it gave her and us a better perspective on going through certain things that, you no, know, God trusts that you're, you know, his daughter, that you're going to do the right thing, that you're going to learn from it and bless others and carry this testimony and all these things where it's like he wants to do a good thing in you. Yeah. My closing thought is yeah, kind of along those lines. It's, it's an honor, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a privilege is a tough one because it's like, it doesn't feel like a privilege. It feels like a burden, but it's really, it's an honor because like when you described earlier too, with God kind of lifting his hand up, it's not like he leaves, but it's, he sees where where you can be and like he's calling you toward that Mm. and that's an honor like oh man god he knows i can i either i need 
to grow in this area or I can. And because of that, it's going to lead to something I, I don't even know yet, but there's just that honor that he's calling you towards that. It's, if you can go with that perspective, it makes it easier, yeah. right? <laughs> doesn't, that, doesn't make trials easy, but it really can help um, take it, take the focus off of why me and, and those kind of things, which really can just make it that much harder. Yeah. As we wrap up, you know, just, if you're going through a trial right now, just know that the Lord is with you mm. and that the Lord is allowing this to happen so that your faith can grow and your character can grow. And he wants to, to go through it with you and not just mm. you, you know, you doing it on your own or you overcoming on your own, but he wants to walk through this season with you. So may you uh, just really draw near to him during the seasons of, of trials and testing and recognize that he's wanting to walk closer with you during this season and my my second final closing thought because i just (laughs) because right when yeah 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 because when you said that it's like um god wants us to do it with each other too Mm. you know because you you get an outside perspective that can help a lot when we're going through trials and going through things like when it's just yourself or even if it's a husband and wife like you you're seeing it in one way Mm -hmm. but when you're able to get perspective like outside um your normal circle that can really be enlightening too. So. Yeah, we can champion each other. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, guys, for joining in on this conversation. Until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.